this well Exercise, catch your things, justify, look out Here comes Spider-Man Is he strong? Listen up He can let your active love Can you swing from the chair? Take a look over This is episode 510 for June 2018, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. That opening song is by uh, The Tibbs. I like the, uh, that version. It's a uh, UK version, it sounds like, of the Spider-Man theme song. So check them out. Uh, Studio Lead Channel is their uh, YouTube channel, and just type in The Tibbs, and you'll find them. Also, I'll put a link up on our message board uh, can see the uh, embedded video in our message board with this episode number on the subject. Before we get to our big 800-issue review of Amazing Spider-Man, I want to give some shout-outs and thank you to some people that helped us on our Patreon page. If you noticed earlier uh, this month, uh, the website's been down a couple times. We've had some problems, and these people helped pay the bills, so I want to give a special thanks to Brian, Craig, Christopher, Andrew, John, Stephen, Michael, Federico, Stuart, Ricky, Thomas, Nick, Laura, Alex, David, Michael, and Justin. Justin is our newest uh, Patreon supporter, so thank you, each and every one of you, for helping us pay the bills, because bills do come up when you're hosting 500-plus podcast episodes and also a popular website. So thank you. If you'd like to join our Patreon page and support this podcast and uh, our website, if you enjoy it, log on to SpidermanCrawlspace.com and look over on the right-hand side for the Patreon button. Click on that link. Also, there's a link at the bottom of every news article and we have daily content on the front page so check that out everybody okay let's get on with this big big review hey crawl spacers welcome to a milestone episode where we review asm number 800 and before we do that we're going to introduce our panel we've got zach what's going on zach i'm just getting flashbacks for my prom (laughs) Zach's still recovering from the last episode, that poor guy. What's going on, Mike? Well, since this is an exercise issue, I decided to bring an exercise version of this to uh, get myself drunk off. Oh, let me see it. Let me see it. What what kind of vino is that? It's yellowtail, basically. No, seriously, I I emptied it out because it's like totally foul. Because so I was going to, because I figured if we're going to get through this issue, it's like I got to get drunk for it. But no. Oh, it's like it's to tell, but even this, this stuff is too foul for it. So no, we're not going for it. <laughs> and we have Jr. What's going uh, on, Jr.? Let's see here. Oh, what, what, let me read it. it. Need money for Amazing Spider-Man 800? Please help. <laughs> so, so, were you holding that on the side of the road to pay for this review today? No, I uh, sent Spencer out there in the cold, pouring rain or whatever to. To do it, it's 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 amazing when you use children as props in order to get money. People are a lot more giving that way. Mm-hmm. You know, so, oh, I mean, it worked for my daughter when I when she was twelve. I mean, <laughs> they wait, what? Uh, right, nothing, mo- nothing, nothing, nothing. We're moving on. Um, yeah, let's, let's please. Let's. Ashley is a little under the weather, and George's uh, his video card died. So immediately for the, for yeah, the book but, he was protesting, but he mm-hmm. originally wasn't going to be on the show because he was protesting spending the 10 bucks 
on ASM 800. And he didn't want to stand on the side with a used backer board saying, well, we'll work for comics. So, <laughs> so this is a goblin centric, uh, anniversary issue. JR, we have not had the goblin in an anniversary issue, have we? Not in a not in a one hundredth anniversary issue. No. Uh, ever since they started doing twenty fifth anniversary issues, I think we had one back the the famous Norman trying to brainwash Peter into being his son. But yeah. uh, now now the goblin's not uh, been a part of a, a one hundredth issue. Spider Man seventy five. No, no hundred number seventy five. No, that we're talking amazing. Well, it's amazing Spider Man. Well, unless yeah. you count like an hallucination that Peter had while he was uh where he was trying to take that serum. To remove his spider powers. Mm-hmm. Technically, uh, the Goblin did appear, sir, in Amazing Spider-Man 500, sir. He did. Oh yeah, technically that. Yeah, yeah, but he, he wasn't the subject of the story. Yeah, no, no he, he, he was just another part of that fever dream uh, of Doctor St- that Doctor Strange put on Spider-Man. Right. You know, and an issue which, by the way, I still feel is banal and uninteresting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Amazing Spider-Man number 800 with a cover price of nine dollars. <laughs> And 99 cents. JR, take me through this big book. Uh, okay, all right. All right, folks. You asked for it. Uh, all right. The story begins. The aftermath of Norman kicking everyone's asses at Grand Central Station. And Spidey takes a roll call to make sure everyone's okay. But then Silk tells him that Jonah wants to help. But Spidey says, screw him. I'm blaming all of this on him because Dan Slott wants me to. After all, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All, all Norman needed to do was follow me around with the carnage suit on because uh, until I change clothes, because I can't detect uh, the, the, the my spirosons can't detect anybody in the carnage suit. I mean, and Norman has followed me around uh, after uh, dismantling my spirosons before he did it back in amazing Spider-Man 39. So, you know, I don't know why he didn't do it this time, except, you know, Dan Slott wanted, you know, Jonah to do this, so we have to have fake drama. So anyway, Jonah can kiss my blue and red ass. <laughs> and now we, we take a moment. George is not here to say you're making stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> we Go take ahead. a moment. We take a moment to point out that Silk addresses Spider-Man as Pete, while Flash is clearly in the background watching. Not mm-hmm. that this is going to be significant later. We just thought we would mention it to you. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Spidey goes swinging after Norman when Harry calls down at him from the street yelling, Hey, Spidey! So, uh, whatever. He, he and Liz update him on it's the like fact that video game. It's Spidey over here! <laughs> he and Liz update him on the fact that he Norman has turned little Normie into a little red psychopath and that they're 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 going to head to Alchemax because after watching some westerns, Norman told Liz to turn over Alchemax by sundown or else. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Jonah is sitting all alone in his apartment saying, I suck. I screw everything. I suck. I screw everything up. What kind of weapon can I find to use against a crazed goblin sy- uh, symbiote hybrid? Wait, I know. This is the 800th anniversary issue of Amazing Spider-Man. And I just have to remember who was introduced in the 300th anniversary issue 500 issues ago. It's perfect. It all forms a big circle of life. So anyway, so he tracks down Eddie Brock and tells him, I've got an offer you can't refuse. And now artists change. All right. So... Spidey goes into Alchemax where he finds that Norman is ripping off the Joker's modus operandi by painting haws all over the place. <laughs> and, then a, and then a flying 
talking carnage bomb comes to Spidey and says, you put on those red and blue pajamas again like I told you not to back in issue 798. Then I'm going to kill Aunt May and Mary Jane. Then I'm going to start with Mary Jane. <laughs> anyway, so we go back to Stark Tower because this is Tony Stark's world and where everyone else is just living in it. Thanks oh. to you. Um, Venom busts into Stark Tower and Mary Jane hits him with fire in Sonics right before Norman shows up. But Venom convinces her that he's actually there to protect her from Norman. So she says, even though I'll never forgive you for spooking the hell out of me during your first full page McFarlane drawn appearance back in Amazing Spider-Man number 299, I guess Norman is the bigger problem. So go for it. <laughs> Meanwhile, we go to Aunt May's apartment where little Normie shows up and says, I lost my mommy and daddy. Can you help me? <laughs> you know, and of course, Aunt May says, why, you dear thing? Of course I can help you. After all, there's nothing suspicious about a creepy little Osborne boy showing up. <laughs> <on my horse. laughs> all right. OK, now, you know, we, we, t- we take a moment here. Everyone knows I'm not a particularly big fan of Humberto Ramos's art. For a lot mm-hmm. of reasons, I don't think he quite fits Spider-Man. I will have to say, though, this chapter that he did mm-hmm. was perfect for this story, particularly his, you know, little evil normie in the background. Oh, Look at those yeah. eyes and that teeth. Look, that, that was a deprived was, cookie monster. That was wait, the, wait, what, that was one of the two moments I actually laughed out loud when I saw that image. It's like, yeah, that was what you know, is for the, cookie. He's like, she is for carnage. Yeah, no. It just, it, I mean, the, the thing that gets me is when Aunt May says, of course you, dear. And there he is in the back, you know, he's just there. Mm-hmm. Thank you, you're a nice lady. And he's just got the yeah. smile. And, <laughs> and really, I mean, really, I, you know, I, I got to give Ramos props. A lot of times, I mean, a lot of times I think his style is, I don't know, too chaotic. Sometimes you can't even tell what's going on. The random Well, the page before that is a classic example. When he draws symbiotes, it's like prison ass. Mm-hmm. Rand, random so, internet weirdo on uh, YouTube chat wants to know who Rom, uh, Humberto Ramos is a fit for, if not Spider-Man. I, he does, X-Men. He, I thought he did horror comics fairly well, didn't he? Didn't he yeah, start out I with? Uh, he I think you he know. Did. I mean, th- th- there are there are comics where that is, where those exaggerations fit, mm-hmm. you know. But but I just don't, you know. Like like I said, I think I think his symbios typically are horrible. They're like all teeth and and you know he, stretch Armstrong. He you know, has improved a lot since the Peter Parker or adjective oh, Spider Man yeah, days. Uh, Night and day, I think. I, I like his style. That's there's no, there's no, there's one person that shouldn't draw symbiotes, and it's and it's Umberto. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I, I did, like I said, I did like his uh, his uh, art in this chapter, uh, particularly evil little Normie, who's yeah. just about to rip Aunt May's old sagging wrinkled flesh off her Finally. old brittle bones when dun 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 the superior Doctor Octopus shows up. Stay away from that woman, you evil little dipshit! He says <laughs> as he slams the little prick around. You know. Anyway, back at Stark Tower, the battle is joined with Spidey, Venom, Mary Jane, with an Iron Man repulsor glove just speak. Cause everything is Iron Man these days. Anyway, but they're taking on Norman, but it's useless. Norman then fires several little red future plot devices into Mary Jane. <laughs> yeah. Before taking <laughs> off plot devices. Oh my god, that's funny. Before taking off to join up with little Normie at Aunt May's. I'll be back for you, MJ, but I gotta go pick up my kid. Well, since the Red Goblin conveniently bit the firing pin or through the firing pin on Spider-Man's web shooter. Hmm. Wink. Another little plot device, boys and girls. Uh-huh. Eddie Brock says, you need more than just your web, Spider-Man. 
you need the symbiote if you're going to bust Norman's old apps ass. What? Where the Venom symbiote in? again? Eddie, that's a stupid ass idea. But it's the eight. 100 and this is a cool <laughs> callback to the black suit spider-man days even though it doesn't look anything like the black suit well, but it's got, it's got, web <laughs> got me there eddie nothing like whoring out the plot for a little continuity porn anyway, <laughs> so here we go meanwhile at the hospital flash is going all benny hen on the spider friends heal 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 <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, Benny Hen? You brought Benny Hen out of (laughs) 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 Oh, and of course, this this just happens to be the hospital Shishan is working at. But you can't help but notice, and I got I gotta catch up here. You can't help but notice the little red plot devices sticking out uh, sticking out of silks. Sticking out things. Um, oh, anyway. I did not notice where they're sticking out of. Oh my! Yeah, yeah they're yeah, yeah, it's, yeah sticking mm-hmm. out of yeah. Oh, anyway, my. brief in, brief interlude where JJJ tells Spider Man that he sent Mary Jane uh, help to Mary Jane and dug up something to help Aunt May. Back at Aunt May's, little Normie and Doc Ock are fighting. Where Normie says, quite obviously, hurting Annie May is the best way to hurt Spider Man. And Aunt May slams a chair against Normie and says, I bake cookies for you, which leads into the best line, line. in the yep. comic. Yeah. You put raisins in the. <laughs> Do you hate raisins and cookies, JR? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, raisin is the only cookie that deserves to have raisins. Otherwise, no. Otherwise, no. Well, no, they're probably not even oatmeal cookies. They're probably wheat cake cookies. Oh, <laughs> wheat cake cookies. This was just, that was an awesome line. I, I, I did laugh at that. Too. Again, you know, I mean, this is like, you know, Dan Slott is so schizophrenic. I mean, you know, sometimes he's on, sometimes he's way off. But anyway, anyway, all seems lost when then. When Jonah shows up, stand back, May. J- Jonah Jameson is here to save the day in an old spider slayer, my late second wife built way back in Amazing Spider-Man 67. Yeah. Take that, you no good scum and spawn. Bam. And here's a little one for you too, Octavius. Bam. You know, and then Norman flies wow. in and big hole in Jonah's and spider slayer. May doesn't know by now, she is the biggest idiot in the world. Oh, yeah. Because she's even, yeah, and of course she's also saying, what, what is going on? What is happening? Like, you know, which is pretty You're much something that's common. You're getting Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Norman flies in and rips a big hole in Jonah's spider slayer and stares down Aunt May. And little Normie says, you're going to do it now, pop, pop. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, May. Where you want to take it? In the front or in the back? Wow. Oh, wow. Ooh. Is that an actual line? <laughs> what do you think? I don't uh, think so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And Aunt May gives Norman the old lady G-rated equivalent of screw you, Norman. Um, and then Spider-Man swings in and Normie says, it's that mean old Spider-Man. Let's rip his head off. And no, no, Normie. Gotta let this little plot device with the red sticky thingies play out. <laughs> See ya, Spidey. I've got business to conduct. Wink, wink. Um, anyway, so Spider-Man goes into May's apartment and finds the trash spider slayer and Aunt May holding on to Doc Ock, who's got his own little red thing sticking out of him. Mm-hmm. You know, and Spider-Man goes, Doc Ock! After I screwed you out of Parker Industries, the company that you built, and I sent straight into the toilet, why would you save Aunt May? 
Have you not been paying attention all of these years? I've had a thing for Aunt May going all the way back to Amazing Spider-Man Annual Number 1. You know, <laughs> I tried to marry her once, for Christ's sake. Don't you remember the Conway years? <laughs> <laughs> and then Spider-Man says, well, Otto, even though you once tried to nuke New York during the war with the owl, and even though you tried to kill the black cat, <laughs> even though you went into another dimension with the Sinister Six and slaughtered an entire alien race, and, and even though you even though you threatened to cook the world during big time, <laughs> even though you killed me and stuck your mind in my head, and even though you though but anyway, I digress. Oh my gosh. You, you've got a clean slate with me. Oh yes. <laughs> All right. Go now yep. and sin no more. So, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, that was epic. So, oh, Norman, man. big Norman and little Norman go to Alchemex where Norman says, hand it over, Liz. And Liz goes, screw you, Norman. And then Harry flies in on a goblin glider with a bunch of minions from the despicable me movies. And Norman says, I hated those movies. Take this, you little wussy. Zap, 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 zap. You know, and then, and then he grabs Liz and he goes, hey, Blondie, how about you do a Gwen Stacy? And he throws her through the window, but Spider-Man, unfortunately, saves her. <laughs> oh, but now little Normie's starting to have second thoughts about this whole psychopathic Red Goblin type stuff business, you know? And he says, you know, I mean, we saw Norman trying to kill his parents and Normie, little Normie starts to lose his nerve. And he says, you're a bad pop pop, you know, doing his best Bill Moomy imitation. From the- <laughs> <laughs> It's like, and then Norman goes, what did I do wrong to get so many limp-wristed little weenies in this family? Well, screw you, kid. I'm going to find some starving little kid from Ethiopia to be my heir. All right? And then, <laughs> but then Harry sends a goblin glider right into Norman's chest. Ow! Oh, no! Not another trope from Amazing Spider-Man number 122. It sucked in, and it sucked when it happened to Willem Dafoe in that first Spider-Man movie. <laughs> and it sucks now! Uh, anyway... Except so Harry and Norman start father and sons type stuff, and Norman and Spider-Man and Norman take the battle outside, where Norman reveals his evil backup plan involving those little red plot device thingies they kept shooting into people. <laughs> all right, now when I give the signal, all those little shards I zapped into MJ and Aunt May and your other cronies are going to shoot up right in their brains, and they're all going to die horribly. And I got this cool idea from watching Infinity War at the movies. I'm going to snap my fingers. <laughs> Hey, mm-hmm. hey, wait a minute. It worked for Thanos. Why didn't it work for me? What happened? And then, I happened, Flash Any Venom says. I found those little daggers and all of the people and removed them. And then I decided, to, for absolutely no good reason to, at all, to come here with a big <laughs> kill me sign on my back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then we get a moment where Flash reveals that he knows Pete is Spider-Man because, wink, wink, remember the moment earlier when Silk used Peter's name and Flash just happened to be in the background? Uh Mm Uh-huh. All right. Let's see here. Well, I knew Dan Slott wanted to make his mark by killing off an important Spider-Man history character, and you showed up with a big kill me sign on you when you could have just stayed where you were and regenerated and then come after and killed me later. But you did. So, well, what the hell? I'll oblige. So they fry Flash with his goblin gloves, and then Spider-Man momentarily goes all venom brain-eating crazy and knocks Mm -hmm. Norman into Times Square. Flash talks him down, and I'm not going to crap on this moment, it, but to be honest, we I think we saw this coming. Yeah, we did. Flash, flash dies. Okay. Yeah. Um, Mike especially Norm- saw it coming. 
Yeah. <laughs> Norman lands in Times Square and does tourism in New York a huge favor. <laughs> and watches yeah. one of those Spider-Man costume hustlers. That felt great. Now, if I could just find those guys who keep coming up to me on the street, trying to sell me tickets to the stupid-ass comedy show, my day will be complete. So anyway, so Spider-Man arrives full of piss and vinegar, ready to kick the goblin's ass. And the goblin comes to an interesting conclusion. I don't have to just kill people you like. All I have to do is just start killing everyone. So anyway, no. So never, you know, just go all kinds of shit crazy and everything. And, sort of stuff. and then they throwing pumpkin bombs around and everything. And then Spidey gets everyone out of harm's way. But between all that and some good old fashioned convenient gas tank explosions, the goblins got Spider-Man where he wants him. And it begins to admit her the coupe de grace. <laughs> this is it. After all these years, Norman Osborn wins. And that gives Spidey an idea. You know? He remembers reading Br'er Rabbit. And the cloud lifts. I have an idea. You know, Norman, no one's going to know that you did this. All they see is that stupid-ass red suit, and they're going to have all the credit to Carnage and Cletus Cassidy. And, as we all knew was going to happen, we all figured Norman wasn't in complete control of this thing. And we see the residual influence of Cassidy's personality start tearing at Norman's brain. You know, and then Spider-Man says, tell you what. We ditch the symbiote costumes and then go mono e mono, just like the good old days. And in some rather cool Stuart Elliman artwork, let's this see. This wasn't kind of neat. Yep. Spidey and the Goblin get ready to duke it out mono e mono. That that yep. that looks that looks good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. So anyway, so all right, okay. But it's been a long day. And the events take our to- take its toll on our hero, and he's losing. And the goblin is doing some supervillain monologuing. And then Spider-Man realizes, wait a minute. All I got to do to win this battle is what I usually do, because this is an 800th anniversary issue. You know what that means. I'm going to take all this floating heads of guilt anguish, overlay <laughs> it with some blah, blah, blah about courage and love and sacrifice and all that crap. And I'm going to stand here and that will give me some extra miraculous super adrenaline and I'll wipe the floor with you. So <laughs> and essentially that's what he does. Uh, anyway, so Norman tries to bond again with the carnage symbiote, but just as they do this little touchy thingy, you know, a little touchy thingy, little touchy thingy, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like, kind of like that painting where God is coming on that Michelangelo painting where God yeah. is coming to Adam or whatever, you know? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Spidey realizes the symbiote, now that they're split up, the symbiote's going to be vulnerable to fire. So he dumps an exploding motorcycle on it, destroys the symbiote and fries Norman's brain. <laughs> so Norman sits there all drooling going, <laughs> and Jonah comes out of the wreckage with a gun. Jonah's got a gun. He's going to blow Norman's brains out. And then Spidey realizes now why that old trope of his web shooters getting destroyed is going to factor into yet another climatic moment. And he <laughs> takes a bullet for Norman and then blabs some sanctimonious crap when, when he really just should have let Jonah blow Norman's brains out. But the, and that was the second time Who I laughed during this comic. <laughs> What's that? This was the second, that panel of him getting shocked was the second time I laughed out loud at this comic. Actually, <laughs> but I'm glad he didn't blow Norman's brains out because Norman's got to come back sooner or later anyway. So sure, yeah. anyway, and so we go to Ark. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, that can't be that obvious. It can't be that obvious that Ravencroft is an Arkham ripoff. So we, we just go to some insane asylum and Norman is in a cell. Spider-Man oh, asks, all right, Norman, what's your game plan now? Norman looks at him and says, did you ever see Batman forever? 
<laughs> Spider-Man says, yeah, I saw Batman forever. Where are you, where are you getting at? He said, all right, you know, at the end where the Riddler, you know, is locked up at Arkham uh, and Nicole Kidman goes in there to see if he remembers that Bruce Wayne is Batman. And then all he does is act loopy and crazy. Well, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> well, you're an Albert Osborne, not Cletus Casty. <laughs> and that'll be enough irony to, to last until the 900th anniversary is. <laughs> so anyway, and then Spider-Man says, well, I guess this means Norman Osborn no more. See what I did there? See that <laughs> sly reference I made to a cl- another classic Spider-Man story? <laughs> anyway, back at Alchemax, where they're trying to zap the carnage symbiote out of little Normie, Emily hands over Harry's son Stanley to him, saying, well, all I was worth was a single shock value moment with no meaningful impact upon me. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's time for me to go. Uh, and then Harry says, yes. And, you know, as a result of all this, from now on, I will no longer be known as Galinda, but it will be <laughs> Glinda. No, ah, shit. I got to stop going to see Wicked every time there's a new alphabet. All right. I'm going to start calling myself Harry Osborne because we always, have, we always have to bring things back to square one. Yeah. He had a little normie hug, but we get a little hint that they didn't get all the symbol out, all the symbiote out of a little normie. Yeah. Next is Flash's funeral. I'm not going to dance on that. All right. Some nice corny things are said, although this really isn't how I imagined it would go. Peter tries to make up with Jonah. Sirens ring out, and Jonah says, Go get him, tiger. Yeah. And Spider-Man swings off in a big two-page splash, reminiscent of the end of the movie, Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2. And we think that's the end, because then we have uh, a picture of the covers of all the variants. We have a letters page, which all it does is suck up to Dan Slott, you know, Marvel, <laughs> you know, and then, but we, we, we realize there's an after-credit scene, because we know that Dan Slott cannot give up the title without another auto-loving moment. Mm-hmm. So, Otto goes to San Francisco to Horizon University, mm-hmm. you know, gives some name, which I don't understand. There's probably some significance to Oliver. I, Tolliver, I was, yeah, Tol- Tol- yeah, what is it? Tolliver? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, because Otto's in the, it's an anagram. Oh, Otto's like, Otto in was in there. Yeah, Otto's in the yeah. word. Yeah. So Otto is, uh, you know, he's in the Peter Parker clone body, you know, and he uh, he makes a little, oh, uh, Mrs. Marconi. And she says, no, 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 Ms. And he says, <laughs> didn't catch that sly little way of finding out whether you were getting it on with somebody else. <laughs> I'm going to come back and see you, girl. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> we end with a superior Spider-Man reference because that was Dan Slott's highlight in all the years on the title. And that, boys and girls. Is <laughs> <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man 800. <laughs> Did you really bring your CPAP mask down? <laughs> yeah, that's your CPAP. Oh that's my gosh, that's yeah. so funny. First okay. off, first off, that was a hell of a review. I I thought you did a great job, JR. That in all seriousness, that was really really well done. And you you gave it your all in that one. So bravo for bringing it tonight. Thank you. Oof. Thank you very much. Okay, so I want to hear your grade, and I'm going to go around the horn. Go ahead, Jer. What's your grade? I struggled with this. Same here. Uh, I have to. I give it a B at the moment. I give it a B. Okay, uh, Zach. I will give this also a B. Mike. I'm giving this a D plus. Woo, good. Woo-hoo. We got some discussion going. You, YouTubers, mm-hmm. what is your grade? I'll read them as we um, 
go around the horn. What is your grade? Let me write that down. Okay, I'm gonna give it a B. Mm. I it, it it went up to A at some point, and then it went down to a B at some point. Mm. But overall, it's a B for me. So, Jr., I want to hear your pros. Well, the first pro to give credit, like I said, I think at the very beginning to give credit where it's due. $10, I mean, you know, we could debate that price, but they gave us one story. It was an anniversary issue. They gave us one story. It was an important story. There was no backups with stupid-ass zoob-zoobs or or Spider-Ma'am or, you know, or or adopting dogs or any of that other bullshit. It was one story. So. that is a pro, a big Pop, pro. Props to Marvel. Also, also they they try. I mean, he tried to make it epic. You know, I mean, the stakes were high. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a lot of battles. Venom comes in. Doc uh, Doc Ock comes in. Jonah in O. There's all kinds of continuity, continuity references, yes. which we expected. Uh, you know, Spider Man's on his last leg and says something inspirational to come out of it. And you know, it had. I mean. It, there were a lot of good lines. I mean, you know, it was, uh, again, you know, I, the raisin. Yeah, Pat, raisins in them. You deserve to die. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it was, it was, a, it was a fun roller coaster ride mm-hmm. with issues. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, so that, that's pretty well. Right. Uh, My, that's before before I open it up to the, the pros uh, for the rest of us. Michael Reed on YouTube watching us live gives it a C. MM0 gives it a B plus. Uh, Josh gives it a B plus. Matt, oh, he didn't give a great. Uh, Action Gamer, C plus. Symbiobro, C minus. Uh, Hornacek, B minus. Uh, Cody, JR gets an A plus. The issue gets a B. <laughs> Power Pack, D minus. Uh, Vinkman, I. I said this before, but I paid for my copy of ASM 800 with store credit. So technically, I didn't give Marvel 10 bucks. <laughs> I just wish <laughs> George was here to read that. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone tell Slot the Crawl Space is giving his last issue good grades. Next to last. Got one Not more. Got, got one more. more. Uh, Anime Hunter, I have two grades a B for the Mary Jane cha- chapter. Because finally, we see them actually care for each other and a C for all the others. Okay, so um, uh, pros, JR, you said it was one story. That was a big pro. Everybody came in. There were stakes involved. Zach, mm-hmm. what, what's some of your pros? Um, one, Norman Osborn effing gets it. The love mm-hmm. of his life is Mary Jane Watson. He specifically yeah. says that. Um. Yep. So I, I, that, that part I did enjoy. I enjoyed the artwork throughout. Um, yes. the, all uh, all I, I the think, artists were good. I would give you that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the art was all good. I, I just would have rather seen Ryan Stegman do the opening chapter. Uh, no mm-hmm. offense to the guy that did the opening Robbie chapter. Robbie something. Uh, yeah. Robbie Thompson. Yeah, he's yeah. the one that did Spidey. That, like, that short Yeah, he did the little spider. Yeah. The only yeah. problem I have, I'd like, I think his art is very detailed. His mm-hmm. mask on Spider-Man needs work. Yeah, they had this weird like thing yes. that goes like all the way down. Yeah, the circle and... in between his eyes does not work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it makes it look yeah. like a nose. It's not a nose. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. It's like adding it's like adding a nose on Iron Man. You, you just don't yeah. do it. It doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I just yeah that that was weird. Um, I 
We're still on I pros. Liked, I, I liked the fact that Jonah was proactive throughout mm-hmm. the issue. I like the fact that Peter Parker, in the in the most important part, didn't have help. Yes, it was him yes. and Norman. Yes, True. I agree. It, it was him and Norman. I, I I don't mind him having help with, um, with the, the with the tertiary stuff like the Mary Jane and and using. I, I thought well, we'll get to cons in a minute, but but I thought Flash was used effectively. Um. This is now the second time the Flash has found out he's Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I to me it's so because I it's when a I good read death. It, if we're gonna do a death, real, real quick back to the Flash finding out. Is it because Silk blew it, Jr.? Because I re- I read this today. Yeah. When, so it Silk, is. Silk is the reason. Did did Flash overhear that? Is that what yep. happened? Yeah. Yep. I didn't he catch did, that yes. the first read. Yeah. He. Yeah. He. Um. She when she called him Pete, they said like in the background in hindsight, he's like you know since he's Flash is actually there, and so Let's it's see. yeah. So he's I, is his face covered with symbiote? That's no, cute. no. He's see he's he's sort of kind of sort of reacting to it too. Hmm. So it's like it's a night. Wow. You know, at first, yeah, at first when you read it, you're like, wait, what is? You know, why is she throwing her name out casually like this? I mean, yeah, Peter casually threw out Miles's real name, but um, <laughs> uh, which was interesting. Um, but yeah, that's oh. the moment where Flash finds out, and he's uh, kind of reacting. I'm, I'm to not it. an artist, but that that doesn't take up much of the screen right there. No, it like does I not. think another panel with a a tight eye shot of him. Yeah, well, but that would have given it away. That would have given it away a little bit too much. So um, because because I mean, you're, so you're slot, to... slot was going for a uh, Stacy moment. Of yeah, ASM ninety is what he's homaging there. Yeah, right. like there I've known go. for the last ten minutes instead of. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I thought Stuart Immerman's artwork was great. I liked the fact that yeah. the symbiote freaked out when um, when Flash was hurt. Uh, I thought that was a good use of the symbiote. I hate this stupid ass design. I think it sucks. <laughs> oh, which one? Black suit? Which one? The black the new, suit. The new black suit. Uh, I just no. It's just no. Why? 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 <laughs> yeah. Why? Another yeah. action figure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's this what it is, was. no. Um, I, I I liked Ramos's artwork. I thought this was good stuff by Giuseppe Camincoli. Uh, but like, I thought. I thought that the scene after uh, where where he's you know where he's aping Batman forever, which was playing in the background when Slot wrote the scene, um, I thought that that was pretty weak compared to the rest of the uh, uh, compared to like the scenes with Norman in the in the boardroom. I liked how they used effectively used different scene transitions. Zach, with- wiggle your wires a little bit. You're getting a little interference, Mm-mm. at least with your mic. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah, yep. that's better. Okay. Uh, I, I thought the scene transitions were effective ways to to segment the uh, the changes in artist. It wasn't just mm-hmm. like um, mm-hmm. it it read a lot better that way. Yeah. I like the fact that everybody came virtually. Everybody came back for uh, for the final hurrah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <clears throat> I feel like Marcos Martin is good. I would have had rather had somebody else do the funeral scene personally. I think Marcos Martin works when there's more movement. Um, I know it's kind of a callback to the no one dies, you know, Marla Jameson thing. Um, 
I, I like the fact that Betty was used effectively. Do you like is Flash dying a pro, everyone? Oh, we're going to get into that in a minute um, okay. when I get okay. to my pros. I mean, yeah. I, I am conflicted on that. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it was done for the sake of being done. It, However, for me like personally, it read like Infinity War, the movie, because you know Spider Man's not dead. You know mm-hmm. that the Carnage symbiote is not dead. You got a little glimmer in the eye of Normie. There's no way that a healing powered symbiote is going to die. So I, I I don't feel like this is a finite death. Oh yeah, well yeah, well the thing is about in terms of we're getting into pros. I mean, I think yeah. if we take you know, if like removing all the other stuff that's surrounding it, um, I do think I do appreciate like by itself the panel where where Flash says, uh, you know, tells Peter like his last words, like he's when he calls him, you that, know, your friend, you're my hero, and your friend. Yeah, that's a pro. That, yeah, there's that panel by itself, his last words to Peter. I think mm-hmm. uh, same with the, I actually like the the eulogy. I mean, in terms of what Peter. Was when he was giving the eulogy to Flash at the funeral and everything, and, say, and he was, he was actually kind of being honest about it. He says, "Yeah, you know, you you started off as a bully, and but you actually became a friend. You're now the person I look, and you became the person I look up to. You're the you're my real hero and everything." I thought that was really what mm-hmm. nicely handled. I agree. Um, his, his eulogy was well done. In this, in this yeah, movie. it was. That was part of the best. That was probably the best part that, of the, the issue that Dan Slott wrote. Um, was that was that moment. Um, so don't think, folks. I don't think that Dan Slott can't write because he can. Um, there also, I do think that as as this is Stuart, at Stuart Eminem's potentially last issue, because apparently he announced shortly afterward that he was um, kind of taking a hiatus or semi-retirement yeah. after this. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely brought his A game in this. This I was agree. this this was really good stuff. I mean, especially that panel that uh, Jr. showed where they have the parallels between. Spider-Man in front of the flames and on Green Goblin in front of the flames like yeah. that. That was really like, like Zach yeah. said. I think the art on all the chapters, and I do agree with you, Zach. I like them breaking up by chapters and a yeah. different artist each chapter. I thought that was well done. Yeah, I mean, if they wanted to get they wanted to get all the all the major contributors artists to work with Dan mm-hmm. Slott over the years and the thing, and this was a nice, it's a logical way of doing it. Um, mm-hmm. And I did think that Jonah's J. Jonah Jameson's like the ideally his arc, like he's trying to redeem himself. I did think that was kind of a nice little arc that he does have throughout the issue. I do question, you know, how it progresses, but I do like that he that I kind of like that that journey. Well, this he's is not the first take. time that he's pulled a gun on Norman. No, no. The, way, but is the, the, the fact when did he do it last time? Uh, right before the reboot. Yeah, mm-hmm. right before the in ninety nine. Yep, when he when, when he, Norman bought half the bugle or whatever. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, yeah. you know, and 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 was. And was acting all loony, and freaking Jonah mm-hmm. finally got his courage up to yeah. confront Norman and use the gun. So I think that's that rings true. I think you're right that we'll get mm-hmm. to the cons. Yeah, it's supposed to be this big dramatic moment. Mm-hmm. Great artwork. Don't misunderstand. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but, uh, the pro of that scene is the artwork, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and this was the, the, the part, far and away. This may have been Humberto Ramos's finest hour on. Amazing Spider-Man. I I disagree because he had that black suited costume. Yeah, well, yeah, that yeah, well, that black suited costume took me out a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Outside of the black suited costume, though, I think that this the artwork overall. I thought the faces were well done. The problem with it was you had the good and the bad with Ramos in this. The the symbiotes being giant blobs for reasons was stupid. Yeah. 
Um, but Aunt May, you know, looking like Aunt May, the the, yeah. the way Normie looked looked throughout the issue mm-hmm. uh, was good. Uh, I liked how Mary Jane did, you know, is the smartest one in the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any other pros, Mike? We're going to go to JR's cons before next. Go right ahead. Okay. I've, I've said my piece. JR, let's start off cons with you, sir. Oh, you know, because when I originally like flipped through this, I said, I said, boy, that's an A. I, I really feel that's an A. That was just a great, great ride. And then just started thinking about it. Uh, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's like a puzzle. You know, you think what can go wrong. You think, you know, Doc, like I said, Doc Ock shows up, Venom shows up. We have all these characters show up. We have all these continuity references. And the whole is still less than the sum of the parts. And it's almost like a puzzle that you put together. But they get you get it together, but some of the pieces are lodged in wrong, you know. But yeah, you got it together, but it's not the yeah. thing with Flash is. <clears throat> here's the thing: the thing with Flash is, you, you, I mean, the whole Venom anti Venom thing cured Eddie Brock of cancer once. I mean, mm-hmm. does anyone believe for a minute that Flash is going to be permanently dead? That he's not going to be brought back as a result of the Venom juice or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if if you were really going to do this, if you were going, really going to kill off Flash, it just seems it should have been a little more of the story going along. He should have figured out that Peter was Spider-Man on his own, not mm-hmm. just, you know, and then had a moment, you know, one of those, oh, yeah. wow, you know, moments, you know, not to have someone blurt out. Because I, after all, I mean, she called him Pete. I mean, how many yeah. Pete are there? Well, you know, no, he's yeah. totally going for the George Stacy moment. He's only watching that. Well, now it wasn't a good one. Um, so, and, and then the, the death scene just, it's not the death scene I would have imagined. It's not, you know, when, when Peter and, and Flash top could, you know, face off knowing who each other is, it, it just, it seemed like there was a great story, a great subplot there that wasn't properly executed. So that's a, that's a big con. Here's a question. When they bring back Flash, will he have his legs back? Ooh, I don't know. They see that. See that you raise a really sticky point there because, mm-hmm. because then because remember that issue where he where it shows he's lost his legs in the in the you know the war and everything. It's like and people re- had a positive response to that because it shows that they exactly. feel the consequences. It's like was, when you return him with legs, that's just like that's just going to people. You know, it's it's like. It's kind of, like with, but, when Daredevil was introduced, the blind community embraced that hero. Or what happened with Batgirl, where she got paralyzed. Exactly. And, and, uh, and, yeah. and then they, yeah, yeah, that was a cluster. I, I think. Yeah. yeah, I think. I think he needs to come back with his leg, without his legs. I, mm-hmm. I, I really. It make it adds a layer to the character, but. Right. But look, we're already talking about his resurrection. So that shows that yeah. shows you that death was not effective. Well, you see, the thing is, I think wonder wondering if part of it is because, and I don't mean to bread to my own horn, but I did kind of see it coming, but and a lot of people it, right? called it because, I mean, part of it was because the fact that it's that, like, in every recap page of this thing, you see Flash Thompson was prominent in those uh, in terms of like Spider Man and then Green Goblin and everything. He was always showed up in every issue. So, oh well, there's got to be a reason for that. Second, the fact that he's wearing the anti venom suit, so you knew he's going to battle. He's the, he's the um, guy balancing thing but i think it's because part of the other problem is that and this is was one of the biggest series this goes to a big large con that i have with this entire thing and why i gave it the lowest grade it's because the only reason his death is really in there is because this is the 800 issue yeah they, they yeah. because it feels like because it felt like with this book 
it felt like dance lot, maybe with the ideal intentions because he wanted to show like, you know, Flash going out of the hero and everything like this. Or, but, or he wanted to kill a Ditko villain. Yeah. Or, Ditko yeah. Creation. He wanted to make, in other words, he wanted to make as, as George would yeah. told me earlier off, you know, you know, what I told him about this, you know, he says, Dan, Mar- in other words, Dan Slott wanted to make his mark and they had skid marks on it. Uh, but, <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, just like it, it, kind of for me reading this entire issue, it felt like Dan Slott was checking off the boxes that, okay, here's, the, I'm doing the big milestone issue. I've got to have certain things in here. I've got to let, hmm, let's see. Oh, we're going to have, I'll bring in uh, Venom because yeah, because there's carnage in there, Green Goblin fight. Oh, Mary Jane, I'll throw that bone to the fans. Oh, I got to have Dr. Octopus in there because he's my favorite character. And I've, you know, everyone responded to him. We'll throw him in there too. And then we're going to have, you know, clash, the kind of, kind of clash. clash. Yeah, clash. Which, by <laughs> the way, George, which, which was one of the five guys that was supposedly the Peter that Green Goblin said, like, oh yeah, he, oh. Uh, yeah, he was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Green, he, Green, so he's red, dead. No, 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 no. When, when he snapped his fingers and yeah, Flash did, fixed all the no, other but, but not him. Yeah, but you know when 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 uh, Norman so, was telling Peter, he says, "Yeah, I'm going to target the five people you care about, which was Mary Jane, Aunt May, Harry Osborne, Silk, and the Discount Shocker." Basically, I'm like, <laughs> no. No, you did not. You know, I'm sorry. I know you for slot loves this clash for some reason, but no. Um, but anyway, side point. It's it's but, all about royalty check. Sure, but no. But as a side point, <laughs> going back on the tangent thing, and then so yeah, everything he's trying to check off these little boxes because it's the 800. You know, it's it. So it felt like, and also the other part of this thing too is that he doesn't give these moments to me. He didn't give these moments a chance to breathe, like. Flash's death. It's very kind of like, oh my gosh, it's very kind of like any any kind of hangs on that. There, there was part. more time spent at the funeral than the death. Yeah, but as soon as the death happens, what happens? We get the joke about the Times Square Spider-Man stuff and the people sell, taking selfies in the very next page. It's like, yeah. wait a minute, you 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 killed off a major character like this and you don't give a chance to kind of let it grow and develop and kind of seep in or something like that. Even though you got 80 pages worth of story, um, there's all, and so Again, it all feels like it's like, okay, you're taking off boxes. He's trying to go to the next thing. And then we get to that point where Jonah tries to shoot Norman Osborne. You hated that moment. Oh, I absolutely did. Why did you I laughed that? out loud at that it, moment? because showing yeah. Spider-Man as a hero by taking a bullet. Yeah, I know. But it's just the way it happened. Like, he just jumps in. And it's like, it wasn't even like well, yeah. the, way, the way the angle is drawn, it, it looks like he wasn't even going to hit Norman. No. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, it was like almost. But now the thing is, if you think because back, of the perspective if he, of the shot, yeah. Well, if off. you think if you think to the depth of Gwen, we'll go back to the depth of Gwen Stacy when Norman when when Green Goblin kills Death Gwen Stacy, and Norman technically also dies in that issue. I know air quotes thing. Yeah, and the reason why that is is because it felt like okay, he has to kind of be punished for that transgression i think it would have been much more interesting going forward if jonah had killed the green goblin yeah i mean it just in, in terms of like how that whole because then you've got a very interesting even more technically well, interesting I, I, mean, I mean granted i think it's nice that he's kind of now kind of becomes like peter surrogate father figure and everything but it's I just kind of felt like it just that seemed like the natural way that thing would have gone. So if he wasn't going to kill Flash, because we, we don't suspect Flash is dead. 
Well, uh, yeah. Who, yeah. Who would be a Gwen Stacy equivalent in an anniversary book? Well, see, that's see, that's the thing. He was because he was because people were Dude, arguing. Why do we have to have somebody die in an anniversary? Exactly. Book? Yeah, that's exactly. That's kind of my yeah, point that's too. A cheap, cheap trope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. Okay. I mean, and I and he was talking to some people on on message board, not our not the crawlspace message board, of course, but on other message board forums. were asking him this CBR. question. He says, "Yeah," and he was asking, "Well." He's like, well, what would it have been? I mean, you have to have, he's like, he's even arguing. He's like, well, you have to have somebody that's close to Peter who died. But then you go down the list. He's like, okay, well, you can't get rid of Aunt May because, you know, they did that before. Mm-hmm. You can't Carol and Mary Jane because they did that before. And look what happened there. Um, Jonah, no, you can't really do that because he's kind of a fixture there and everything like this. So, yeah, Flash was the obvious candidate. But at I, that point. I, I think at this point, Jonah would have been a more obvious candidate. Really? Mm. Why? Is because one, there's no real newspapers anymore. Mm-hmm. He knows the identity mm-hmm. and he sacrificed his life for his villain for nearly his nemesis for nearly 50 years. But I, I think, wonder if I think Jonah why, would have been a better kill. Sure, probably. But it, I wonder if the reason why they did, maybe one of the reasons why they did is because what Chip Zdarsky is doing in, in uh, Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider Man, because he's the guy who actually introduced the idea of having Jonah learn Peter's, you know, yeah, still, Spider Man. I don't care. <laughs> I yeah, I know. I know. I don't, yeah. I don't really care for Jonah knowing. I don't really like that idea. Mm-hmm. But, well, but that's, yeah. But what, but again, I wonder if that, but, and, I think it's just, and even in the funeral scene, after mm-hmm. Peter gives them usually, what happens? Oh, we get kind of this jokey scene between Peter and Jonah about, oh, you for, oh, oh you left this clothes behind. Oh, blah, blah, what, yeah. you know? And then it's like, and then, of course, we got to give a plug for Superior Spider-Man, like the, the, yeah. the new, like potentially like Dan Slott's, like, I don't know if that was Dan Slott's pitch for, hey, so, let me write a Spider-Man book again. So, Mike, so, what I'm gathering from you is there were a lot of ingredients for a potentially mm-hmm. delicious meal. Yeah. All of them were put into the pot without any care. And yeah. the, meal, the meal tasted horrible. Yeah. He basically tried to make a gumbo out of this thing, like, <laughs> like a little gumbo jambalaya dish and like threw it in there. And then it's like, he forgot to add like the spice. He forgot to add like the salt and pepper and everything else in the thing. So basically he came out and, it, and he overcooked it and it came out like wallpaper paste. And the, with little chunks in it. There's a review for you. <laughs> Um, uh, two gumbo shrimp <laughs> soups. Uh, several people are wondering why Jr. is sitting so calmly, uh, wondering uh, what he's going to say about the cons. Jr. gave us cons. Do you have any other cons, Jr.? Well, you know, for, for, first of all, I mean, why am I sitting calmly? I mean, I had the floor to myself for yeah. <laughs> however many minutes. I, no. I really don't need to say anymore. You know, I mean, mm. let everybody else have their. Uh, so that, you know, that's, that's kind of part of it. I, I mean, had my, as, as the biggest Norman but, but, Osborne fan, uh, that I know, do you feel satisfied with this story in, in the history of Norman? I mean, ultimately, you know, and that's the thing kind of, you know, I mean, uh, uh, Mike brought up a lot of the, the problems I had with it and, you know, yeah. we use similar analogies or whatever, a lot of good pieces, but it just didn't quite fit together. Well, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and he was a little harsher on it than I was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it's, it's a logical ending. You knew, I mean, Norman ultimately beats himself. Yeah. And, you know, he did it again. You know, he overreached. He, you know, we, you know, the taking on the carnage symbiote is something he probably, he would think he would do. He would think he can control it. Turns out he wasn't, you know, and, and he paid the price. Uh, so it it is a logical thing to happen to Norman that really he self-destructs and that's how you beat him. Um, you know, and I'm glad they, I'm glad they didn't kill him all. 
you know, now technically though, didn't he kind of die because now he's kind of thinking he's Cletus Cassidy because his whole oh he's been yeah, but his eggs have been scrambled before. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> remember at the true, you know true. remember at the end of uh uh uh, uh Peter Parker's Sp- uh, Spider Man number ninety eight it was uh mm-hmm. the last chapter or whatever and he's completely right. cackling out of his mind then and then mm-hmm. remember in. Uh, uh, Avenger in Avengers after he's flying around purple in his tidy whities or whatever, and then his body <laughs> disintegrated, you know. And then Captain America said, Well, you know, he's still alive, but his mind, you know, so implied that Norman completely fried then, too. Mm. Uh, you know, so, I mean, he, he's a super villain, and sure, you know, he, it, it yeah, was kind of a it, it was a log it was kind of a logical ending. Well, I might have mm-hmm. written it a little bit differently myself, but I, I can't argue with that point mm-hmm. too much i would have liked to seen him be the green goblin a little more yeah, um rather than the red goblin well, you know maybe a couple more pages of that a fight but uh, one one thing i i, I thought about this because we, we, we were talking about continuity porn mm-hmm. and there is a lot in here mm-hmm. and uh throwing in references we had a captain stacy kind of reference with flash we had a major character dying like in gwen stacy we had uh, we had the, the, the spider slayer robot with Jonah. What, what else did we have? Homages. Oh, Those you know, the goblin with it. Doc Ock with the, Aunt May. Doc yeah. Ock with Aunt May, goblin. Can we talk chest. about that for a second? Because what? like, that's one of my biggest cons. Why the hell was Otto like stalking Aunt May? <laughs> yeah, was, what the hell was yeah, that? He pulled a because rear window on yeah. yeah, he's pulling a and, rear window. Also, uh, talking about Norman and I love throwing blondes out of buildings or throwing blondes. Uh, yeah, so yeah was, that was the other thing too. I, I hated I, those metatextual stuff too. I, like it's almost like not not yeah. And not again as he gets hit in the chest. So mm-hmm. I, I I watched uh, recently the uh, the Cobra Kai show, which is the oh, which is great. It's awesome. It's yeah. a continuation of the Karate Kid. Sign up for YouTube Red. You can watch the whole season free. Mm-hmm. So I watched a couple interviews with the writers of this show, and they talked about how they really have to restrict themselves from doing so many throwbacks. Mm-hmm. Like they said, if the plot doesn't advance it by having a continuity thing in it, they, they have to resist doing it because it cheapens the overall story. Mm-hmm. And I don't think slot knows how to pull it back. I mm-hmm. think he has a, a, a checklist of things he wants to homage yeah. and he throws all of them, all of them in there without any, any, uh, thought of how it negatively affects the overall narrative of the story. So I asked, uh, I had the opportunity to speak to to Tom DeFalco not too long ago. And I asked him the question. I said, Tom, does the plot drive the characters or does the characters drive the plot? And I'm I'm asking both Ron and Tom because they're such, they're such collaborators when they, when they worked together, it would, they would bounce ideas off of each other, Mm -hmm. right? They were sounding boards to each other. And, Tom basically said more or less this, that the characters should drive the plot because it has to make sense for what the characters are doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Slot has never been able to do that. It's no. all about the agenda of what he, as the writer, yes. wants to accomplish with the story, not mm-hmm. what, the, what makes sense for those characters. Mm-hmm. He might let those characters drive after he, is, he has set up the premise of it, mm-hmm. but... 
it, it's not it, you don't he doesn't utilize the continuity the way we would want it to be utilized which is does it make sense for this character yeah to have, that's why people what? like the flash thing is because it makes mm-hmm. sense for the character Fr- mm-hmm. frontier has a great point he says so peter stops norman but otto gets a free pass exactly. i love jr's list of things that he's done that oh this one time protecting Aunt May oh you get a free yeah. pass yeah remember when no. I said back in the clone when we did the clone conspiracy where I said Peter said the dumbest thing he ever said was as you're not with Otto you're not all bad yeah that moment where this this tops that I yeah. know I understand and I understand the theme of forgiveness was a theme in this thing like yeah. are you allowing people to redeem themselves but you know even if Otto is one is sorry he's still got to do time for all the crap he's done over the and, years and it goes back to ASM. 340-ish or whatever mm-hmm. leading up to the Venom Lethal Protector. Mm-hmm. I've never... Or is it 375? When they handshake. Three, yeah, exactly. And that yeah. is not the characters acting like well, characters. No, three, it was 362 that was uh, the handshake. 375 is when he made the deal with Venom. The, the okay. Yeah. That is out of character for Peter Parker. It mm-hmm. is out of character for Peter Parker to say, you're square auto. 50 years of fighting you. You save Aunt May once, we're good. No, yeah. that and whatever is not, you, whatever that you, and he also said whatever you do after this, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter. That, it's like that, okay, lead, what? I, I want to address something that's on the YouTube chat right quick. Zach's point of the uh, the plot is leading and the characters are not is example of Ock and Peter forgiving each other. I'm not saying that Slot has never done that. Uh, upon, upon the horizon was saying, don't say never, quote unquote, Zach. Uh, don't forget his runs on Avengers and She Hulk. And I, I can I can see that point. I, I thought that I liked those runs typically better, but um, I'll say this on Spider-Man specifically, it's all about what he wants to accomplish with the agenda. Yeah. And it's all about he had to get from point A to point B to point C. He had to get he had to get auto, you know, in an, in the diaper so he would be <laughs> desperate enough to die so he could he could take over Peter's body as Spider-Man so he could get on this redemption arc because he is the only one that's ever really wanted a redemption arc for Otto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another thing, that very last page, the after credit scene, if you will, that mm-hmm. seems so like a setup for a book. It does. It does. It I mean, seems like well, it's a, somebody asked if it was a setup for Armor, or for Spider-Geddon. I, I think, think, yeah, that's a good point. It probably is. It's probably like, that's how they're going to reintroduce uh, superior Spider-Man back in the thing. So, you know, that he uh, kind of retakes that reign. Move on to spec. Uh, YouTubers, any final thoughts before we wrap up 800? I'll give you a couple seconds. Let me put this giant book that barely fits in my backing board. It's so, so Oh, thick. gosh. Yeah. This thing is a thick book. Mm-hmm. I, I will I give know. it that. It does have a lot of, I mean, it does have, it I, is a good Story. I wish I mean, they had, for, the, for the money. I wish they'd had a little bit like a cardboard cover backing or whatever instead of just paper. Mm. It seemed it should have been like maybe that with would have a been spine. twelve bucks. Yeah, well, you, well, know, almost, like, you, saw type thing. you saw that yeah. with uh, uh, Action Comics one thousand. They did do that exactly. They did mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give you it a shot at a cheaper price too. By the way, you know another that, thing I, I noticed because I get my books once a month. From Discount Comic Book Service. Now, uh, uh, Deadpool 300 came out. It's about mm-hmm. the same size, and it's like six bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, why is this one ten? Is it because you got more more artists? Maybe more artists. Know, it, more hundred percent. You had five artists to pay for on this book. Yeah, yeah you that's did. True. That's true. That's yeah. true. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. Venkman wants to know, did anybody get variant covers for 800? No, I just got for 10 bucks. I'm only buying one, dude. And I like the Alex Ross one. A lot of people uh, in our forum uh, bought the Campbell variants from Midtown. Mm-hmm. Those are really attractive. I like those. I love the Mary Jane one. I, I don't get the cult of, of Campbell. I really I don't. do. I like Campbell. I, I, to me, I think he's okay. Um, the cult of Campbell. But no, I mean, I just don't get it. To me, it's. it's I've always loved his art. I, I think it's art. His art is good, but it's not great. Yeah. Uh, I think it's it's pinups, and I think that people spend entirely too much money on those exclusive variant covers, in my opinion, for something that they're already going to, if they're already going to get the regular book, Here, why me, spend the money on it? Let me, let me pull out this from the back bag and board again. Let me see. What was your favorite variant of the covers? Uh, you got a genre here. I'll show I liked, I liked I'll, I'll, I'll hold it up for everybody to see. There's your, mm-hmm. You've got a Romita real deal. That Ditko cover is not the best Ditko work. It's mm. all right. Uh, it's all right. Um, I, I like the Ron Friends cover. Mm. I did. I, I didn't I, really care for that, and I love Ron Friends. I didn't really care for the Bagley one either. The Bagley so, one was kind of kind of. Um, I mean, the Del Auto one's good, but it's kind of like almost like you kind of seen it before, almost. Yeah, and you kind of get that feeling a little yeah, bit. I, I mean, I have seen that cu- that art for this issue. The the Mobius one is from the nineties. I had that oh, poster. Yeah. Somebody, it's funny you say that. I actually had somebody over on the Facebook page, like, request that I find that image. I used to have it up on my image gallery on Spidey Dude, and he was going to use that for a tattoo. Oh. Oh. And I was like, well, okay. You know, that's cool. Years ago, uh, Marvel.com had those posters for sale. Uh, When the, because that, that poster came out before the internet. That'll mm-hmm. tell you how old that p- image is. Yeah. And Marvel uh, on their website had digital snaps of that. That's probably the image where you found it from the old marvel.com. Uh, I'm going to have to go. The Alex Ross is my favorite of the covers. So I'm glad yeah. I got the, I'm, I'm yeah. glad I got the original. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Art is getting schooled. My favorite was the default cover. Some B.O. Bro. I agree. See, oh. I wasn't a fan of those covers. The 13 issues on the day it came out. My God, man, that would be $1,300. <laughs> or no, it would be $130. I'm sorry. $130. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I, can do math. I, can't, I can't do math. Okay, let's move on to uh, Mike. You've got the last book that we're going to do. Yes. Is uh, Spec 304. Four. Yep. Yep. Go ahead. Um, yes, it is written by uh, Chip Sadarsky and with art by Adam Kubert. Yes, he returns back to the art chores again. Um, and it's the, it's the start of a new saga called No More. Mm-hmm. And so so we get, we, we do. Which is um, an homage to the trash. To Spy- yeah, Spider-Man. right. Yeah. Spider Man No More. It's just called amazing, no More. Like Amazing Fantasy was the previous story. Yeah. yeah. So, P- so uh, Spider Man. Uh, Teresa Durant slash Parker, because I guess we can call her Teresa Parker now because she is his sister. Or and as, jo- as Ashley called her oh, last month, TP. TP, yeah. <laughs> allegedly. Okay. Yes, allegedly. Okay, so <laughs> Spider-Man, TP, and uh, J. Jonah Jameson, they return back to the present with from all their time travel shenanigans um, after mucking around the past. They're like, hey, we're finally home. But then they notice in the sky, the big giant Independence Day spaceship over New York is gone. <laughs> and Spider-Man's like, 
Oh, come on. They, 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 they fixed the evasion without us and everything. After all the trouble we've been through and everything. But it doesn't take them long to notice some little oddities. Like yeah. a uh, like a little put like a uh, campaign poster on here for called "Keep Calm and Harry On 2016." Um, Os- reelect Osborne um, Green for a Green America, and there's there's you know large cameras everywhere. I think and was supposed to be Osborne Stain, by the way. Yes, right, Osborne Stain. Yeah, whatever. I couldn't read the thing because it's kind of make, big which lamp make, Which should make our resident uh, Obadiah Stain impressionist. Oh yes, it is. Jr. Let's, let's, let's hear the, uh, the campaign slogan for Osborne no. Stain. No, no. My no, dad either. built a glider in <laughs> one day. Vote for me <laughs> on election day. What a box of traps! So yeah, there's a campaign exposure, and they get accosted by flying police cars with tentacles on it, and they're saying, "Oh, what you know, your violation of code, whatever," and we're gonna that feel and then as they're running away and as spider-man destroys one of them they see a parker industries building and they go inside and there's peter and he's talking there and everything like this and it's like well what's going on well it's the 90s peter parker slash ben riley yeah he's wearing he's got the little big long hair thing going on Mm -hmm. well since time travel is i know is complicated for some folks um i decided to bring along my uh, dark brown whiteboard. Um, <laughs> so to explain what exactly happened. Great Scott, great Scott, Mike, great Scott. So, okay. Great so if you know, Scott. if you remember what Dr. Octopus said, how time travel works. Okay. So we're going to call this Saints 161. We're going to call this the 616 timeline. Okay. And for simplicity's sakes, we're going to call this other timeline the uh, 61Z for the Zazarski timeline down here. <laughs> so here we go. Here is like the little present thing that this is where that this is where the present day thing. So this is going to be you know 300 year. Okay. So the way Doctor Octopus, Doctor Doctor Doom explained how time travel works is when you go back into the past, you don't actually go back over into your own timeline because you know you you know. Because all the time travel is messed things up. Instead, you kind of leapfrog over here to the past like this. So we're going to call this 301 because that's what the issue we think. Okay. okay. So, so, so when Peter, uh, when Spider-Man and Jonah and Teresa, they kind of left back in time. They went to this other timeline, as we all saw. And so they figured, hey, we can do whatever we want. We can, uh, we can have Marty McFly can marry his mom and, you know, and all this <laughs> other stuff. And, Ew. and, uh, and and, and your you know and be his own grandpa and everything else like all that crazy time travel goodness thing it's not going to affect this timeline well what doctor doom forgot kind of omitted was when you travel to the when you travel to the future you don't return to your own timeline instead you travel forward on the same timeline right here so It's still the same. Well, I didn't quite draw it right, but it's still so they're in the same present, but they're in a parallel <laughs> universe now. Nintendo so, Nintendo handheld said, I never thought that still a nerd would go to the Christopher Nolan school of timeline explanation. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, but that is essentially the sort of simplified version of time wow. travel, according to Ship Zdarsky. And, um, and also Cody and YouTube chat says still not as complicated as X-Men continuity. <laughs> no, it's not. Thank goodness. And I like okay. what Hornacek said. Whoa, this is heavy duty, Doc. <laughs> yeah. So, so here's the deal. So what kind of changes have they actually wrought? Well, aside from this, from the 61Z 
uh, Peter Parker deciding to just quit Spider-Man prematurely, he <laughs> ended up where he he ended up wearing marrying uh, Gwen Stacy, who is still alive, and he ended up starting his own version of Parker Industries. Sounds everything's good. However, also in this reality, after Norman Osborn was sent to prison and came out, came out, he decided to go into the health supplement business <laughs> and turn the Green Goblin formula into this ver- world's version of Red Bull. So <laughs> with the slogan of, of green is beautiful or, you know, Green Goblin, it gives you wings, you know. <laughs> JR, I thought we we stopped after Oscorn. We went to we went to Green Green Bull. <laughs> we went to the yeah. So oh my gosh. And anyway, because Oz Norman Osborne became so rich and powerful in this universe, he used he pulled a Joseph Kennedy and was able to pull <laughs> Oh jeez, Louise. It's Rosalind Strange to get uh, Harry Osborne nice. twice elected president of the United States. Yep. Um, even though Jerry Aris Osborne's under the age of 35 and constitutionally he shouldn't be able to qualify, but, but you know, <laughs> he still managed to get in there. That's funny. Maybe, maybe, yeah, uh, they changed the constitution. He can, he can be elected the under 40. Just for Harry Osborne. Um, That's funny. Also, well, they, 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 I'm sorry. They changed it uh, because of, just because of Franklin Roosevelt. So, I mean, hey, it could happen. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, and oh, and uh, Dr. Octopus is now the New York City Police Commissioner. Um, for, yeah, even though he's a felon, they managed, again, Norman Osborn pulls up strings and got that done. Um, also most of the superheroes are now dead or incarcerated. I love and how after, Captain America has a beard. Cause you know, there was, oh yeah, came out with Captain, yeah, America. Captain America has a beard. Cause of, you know, you know, if any thing, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but and then Jonas, he hearing all this, he's like, "Oh, this doesn't sound so bad." He's like, "Well, what, what, what about me? What about this version?" Oh, yeah, uh, Jonah quit. He quit the Daily Bugle after the uh, Green Goblin attacked him, and uh, he the Daily Bugle folded. And that's he gets out outraged. Says, "Well, wait a minute, he can't. You know, this is this place is bleak and dark. You know, there's no no Jonah. What am I? You know, err." And um, and as he explained all this, uh, this uh, the this world's Peter Parker, he's kind of saying like, "Yeah, you know what." I overheard all of you guys saying about, you know, how being a superhero is nothing but misery and death. And so I just said, you know, I just quit and everything like this. And Gwen Stacy, meanwhile, is like, well, and he, oh, he also kind of argues with Gwen about how, because she's supporting the resistance, like basically the last heldovers of who superheroes are in this world. And they get in a big bull fight and Peter and this version of Peter, he kind of storms off. And then after Gwen kind of, kind of like sees our, Peter, our Spider-Man, she's like, oh, he says, you know, don't go judge him too harshly and everything like this. And he basically gives them the number or the card or contact how to contact the resistance so they can go there and find him. Mm-hmm. Um, as they do that, we see Peter basically sulking in his office and he basically busts a desk and we see this uh, picture of um, Uncle Ben of like of Uncle Ben on the wall. It doesn't say with great power comes great responsibility. It says let his words lead the way. And he's kind of really distraught and anguished and everything like this. So Peter, Jonah, and Teresa, I mean, they go to where the resistance is held and they go to find the Sanctum Sanctorum. And the only three superheroes that are left are Dr. Strange, Captain America with the beard and Riri Williams, because yeah. Tony Stark <laughs> got was killed while trying to basically go after Harry Osborn in the previous year. So, uh, in fact, the Fantastic Four are missing. Um, 
they can't figure out PIM technology and everything else. It's like, you know, so, so Peter's, so they're like, cause again, after Peter tell, after Spider-Man tells their story, it's like, yeah, we came from a parallel timeline. So, oh, well, we have no timeline technology thing. All our scientists are gone, except for Dr. Doom. Yep. There's one problem. Um, Norman Osborn arranged for an invasion of Latveria a couple few years ago and basically arrested him. So he's in now some supermax prison and we've got no way to break in there because Dr. Strange can't use teleportation spells and everything. And while this, and while this conversation is going on, we get this scene between Teresa and Jonah because Jonah's kind of like sulking. He's like, and she's like, oh, hey, hey, and Teresa's like, hey, don't don't worry. I mean, just because you don't have any powers, it's like, and he, Jonah's like, no, 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 that's not why I'm sulking. He's sulking because he kind of finally dawned on him. If this is what the world is like without Spider-Man, that means he was wrong all these years. And he realizes he's been in the wrong fight all this time. Uh, meanwhile, we go back to, um, at one point, we go back to, um, you know, Norman Osborn is off, is dressed like the kingpin, interestingly enough, and wearing like low, like slippers. And he's in front of a, you know, talking to Otto, and he's squeezing an orange stress ball. It's like, you know, conveniently looking like a pumpkin bomb, but he's like squeezing and everything like this. And Otto tells him, Hey, I just wanted to let you know that thing you told us about, you know, it's happened. He's like, Oh, really? And so, and after this explanation, they go, um, we cut back to Gwen, who's basically handling, trying to get stuff because she's going to bring stuff to the resistance. And this world's Peter is like, hey, what are you doing? And Gwen tells like the story about how this world's of them, basically um, how they united and how they became a couple. She says, you know, when you told Gwen tells him, you know, when you told me you were Spider-Man, you did that to impress me. I wasn't impressed until I saw your web shooters. And I realized that, you know, here was somebody who was actually, you know, could make a difference and everything. And she actually says a pretty good line. She says, if he says, tells him, but you weren't building anything, were you? You were running, creating false responsibilities to escape your real ones. That was a pretty good line. It is a pretty good line. And so I, she, I thought the Jonah line, too, was pretty good. This is a yeah. world if you don't have Spider-Man. That, Spider-Man. Yeah. that was good. Yeah. And so then he and so she leaves and then Peter says and a call back to um and a call back to um you know 121 he says, but Gwen, I'm trying I'm saved I'm saving you. You yeah. know, not quite. So then we get to Peter, uh we get a voiceover of uh voiceover from Spider-Man as he's breaking into the super prison and he's like R- real quick, why is he not in the Spider-Man suit? Because he's wearing he has to wear like dark like clothing so he could like yeah. sneak in there. So because he and, could be and- all why in the beginning of the issue is he not wearing his mask around people too? Because I guess because he figures that that's going to be like, he's going to be spotted. So that's why he's wearing Jonah's trench coat. So he can hide his costume. Well, no, he the, when yeah. he breaks into Peter's office, he's not wearing his mask. I thought, Oh yeah. Bad. But I guess it doesn't, I guess, I don't know. He decided, Hey, I gotta, just, I gotta show a couple things I thought were odd, but anyway, yeah. he's breaking so into he's, the, he's prison. breaking into the, he's breaking the prison wearing Dr. Strange's turtle and neck. And he's like, and he's as we get a voiceover of him explaining to the heroes, he says, there is one thing that you, that I have that you don't have. And that's spider sense. I can sneak in there and I can, I've got an early warning detection system. I can just, you know, I can't be alerted. Nothing will alert me. And then he gets punched by a big giant black fist. And JR, I've got some sad news. Um, apparently secret war still happened in this timeline, <laughs> except instead of the symbiote landing on, uh, spider-man since he wasn't a hero 
it latched itself on to Ben Graham. So ben Graham is now Venom is now a Venom thing. What, I guess. What would the name be for Venom thing? What, what, Venom thing. It's just Venom. It's just a, you know. How about Ving? We'll call him Ving. Ving. Ving yeah. <laughs> and apparently, yeah. And apparently, this world's version of Ben Graham, he's like a prison guard. And he's kind of bored and he's like, oh, well, finally, I get to do some clobbering time because after, you know, and then Spider-Man has like this little doodad thing that kind of opens a, another door to allow the other heroes to come in. And then yeah. as they're fighting Ben Grimm, he goes running to the cell where Dr. Doom is. And there's a thing where as he's kind of doing that, he's he's saying something to the effect of. Um, should probably Peter saying Fireman saying should probably start sending a therapist when we get back, and then he hears, and then Doctor Doom says, "I'm afraid that's not my specialty, but I though I am a doctor." And we see him, Doctor Doom in an orange jumpsuit, uh, wearing his like Hannibal Lecter mask, and he's still scarred, and he's driving and everything like this, and that's yeah. where the issue ends. Um, All right, so what's your grade, sir? I'm giving this a B minus. I mean, I think the story, I mean, the story's all right. It's kind of, it's kind of interesting. I mean, you know, it's a little nice little tweak, like what could have, what might've been type thing. Um, and I think, well, the art's okay. I wasn't too crazy, but I mean, that's, that's, that's all right. It's a nice little beginning of it. Yeah. So JR, what would you give it? I like the concept um, mm. of a world where Norman's running it. Uh, <laughs> don't know. I don't know that it's ever been done as effectively as it could be. Uh, mm-hmm. I gave it a C plus. Mm-hmm. Give it a C plus. Zach, what would you give it? I'm ready for this meta arc to be done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Although we've gotten good side quests, it's like we keep getting trapped in these side quests. Mm-hmm. We, do, so, we I forget what the mission is. They're supposed to get they were supposed to get the tinkerer when they went back in they time. They were supposed to get like the journals or something like the yeah, like the, prevent, I have no idea what the journey is. The alien invasion that happened in in issue 300 and all that. Yeah. So it's like um it's so all over the place. Confusing. <laughs> yeah. This is okay. I'm mm-hmm. telling you I normally like Adam Kubert. But mm-hmm. I don't like this artwork overall. Uh, yeah, it's it's just not is it's not his best work. It's not his best stuff, and I think it really just is um, some of his least effective work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I hate to say that because he's a legend. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I I'd give it a. I'm bordering C, C minus for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The the what brings it up for me, like I said, was the uh, the Jonah line. So this is a world what mm-hmm. it would be like if Spider Man was no more, right? And um, oh, what was the other thing I mentioned it earlier? I thought uh, it was about the Gwen the Gwen Stacy line to uh, to this to Peter. He's like, yeah, you're building a b- bunch of false well, responsibilities. Yes, that that was good. That yeah. was good. That was a good line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, Mike, what's your pros off of it? You liked it better than most of us. Yeah, I mean, I like the kind of the I I do like I kind of I'm a sucker for these kind of kind of like these alternate you know reality kind of stories to see like okay where how things certain characters like how things could have gone. Um, so maybe that's I'm a little bit kind of you know that's a little bit of kind of a lean bias in my in there, but I do like how they kind of the way they kind of interaction is how this is. Um, the idea of how we get to see that there guys remember i remember earlier 
when they were going back in time and I was like, and they go to this alternate place, like what are going to be the consequences of this thing? And we now see what the consequences are. And we see how this is like the idea of, of how, of, you know, what, what monkeying around and trying to, trying to fix things actually results and how it makes things potentially worse. And, and also the idea of like, this is what, what would Peter be like when he didn't um, Mm -hmm. live on as Spider-Man and didn't, and think, because the thing is, it didn't, it's things are, you could argue that things are kind of technically his personal life is much better, even if the world, the rest of the world kind of like fell apart. So I actually kind of like that angle thing. And I, and as JR said, it's, it's the idea of, Norman Osborne, like, what if he actually did manage to run the world and everything? You know, the the YouTube chat is wondering what your grade was. I I thought I heard it, Zach, but I don't think you gave it. Um, sorry, it was a it's a it's a C. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah. there there's your grade, YouTubers watching live. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead, Mike. Any other pros? Um, um yeah, I think uh, the other thing I think with the pro is um probably again, I guess I think. I know some people, I know you don't like the idea of Jonah knowing Brad, yeah. but I do like his kind of like how he's, Zdarsky's kind of using that. It's how going he's on kind of, too long. I, I, I know I, it's going on too long, but it's kind of like showing how Jonah's realization of like, you know, of, you know, of what he is. Yeah, like but Peter I, and everything. I mean, this is, I mean, we, we got what, six issues before three. This is now, we've had a year long story. Yeah, I know. Almost, yeah, that is, the, that is true. I mean, it, it, it is kind it, of taking time, a few it's much time, time to start wrapping. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, I, it's I do time agree with that. Well, th- how long's the spec book been going on? Um, this is basically it's, technically it's so we got one, two, three, six. Yeah, this is we're so we had three hundred. Yeah, we there's probably getting close to it. We're month ten. Okay, ten so this, month. We've yeah. been going almost a year on the same storyline. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's 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 danced around so much in that year that it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're almost. It's not, one, it's not one continuous story. It's side, right. side. Yeah, mission. it's like side mission is a good explanation for yeah. it. Yeah. it. Literally, yeah. his his doing all this other superfluous stuff has been fun at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but it's literally lost the driving force of the story, which is supposed to be what the story started with. Yeah. which is them, them trying to prevent that alien invasion in three hundred. So, yeah. like by doing it the way they've done it it literally has is collapsing on its own weight and we're just kind of existing and we're, and we're just coasting through phase by phase by phase. So if Mm. if we're talking about those 10 months, we have how many stories going on? We got the tinkerer story, which I think is the least interesting. Nobody gives a shit about. No, we we have the the, the spider sister and we have the resolved. Yeah. And we have the time, the back to the future, Mm Spider-Man. Yeah. So that's yeah. three different storylines going on, and, yeah. and really the the Tinkerer one is the least. Oh, and Jameson fourth, yeah, yeah Jameson yeah. thing, yeah, yeah. That's and, four different stories. That's four stories, but not one good big story. <laughs> yeah, like the, the meta arc. It just that's what I said. The, this yeah. meta arc just needs to start start getting a conclusion. Mm-hmm. They got to start getting to this to, to getting this done. They, they got to go back to the future. <laughs> yeah, this has been a year's worth of story, and and. It doesn't look like we're gonna get anywhere, you know. It's just, it's like, come on, Zorowski. We, we, we want to see the, let's see something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, right. let, let's, let's, I, I don't mind exploring these aspects of the character because it is a char- a good character study for both Peter mm-hmm. and, and the importance of Spider Man. I mm-hmm. do understand, I, I do like that. 
Yeah. I do like the fact that, that Jonah found out during this arc, but same time, let's get to, let's get, let's, let's conclude some stories before we start new ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Slow clap from uh, McNulty. Says, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, thanks. You did good that, with yeah. the review. Uh, yeah. do you, should we move on to cons? We kind of have been talking about cons. Well, I do agree with Zach about the art. I don't think I, Adam Kubert, I, you know, their stuff he does is absolutely great, and this is just—I don't know. Maybe it just feels like he's kind of rushed on this thing. I—I I, I, I feel it too. Uh, yeah, because it feels struggled, yeah. struggled I, with with monthly deadlines. He just does. Yeah, it is because this is very hurried looking, and it, even this is after he had like a a, a slight hiatus. When, I when like his Wolverine stuff, and I like mm-hmm. his his X Men stuff, and it's funny how sometimes artists don't translate to other characters. Mm-hmm. Well. And I don't think he translates to Spider-Man as well as he could. I, well, I mean, I part of it is too the the, the inking does not mm-hmm. help him. I think yeah. the inks are hurt. I think he's doing mainly breakdowns, and then the inks are kind of hurting. But like, like the first opening page, Spider-Man has no muscle definition whatsoever. Mm. Well, you know what? We didn't talk about this issue. A con for me, you had to read it like a Playboy at some point. You had to hold it horizontal, then you had yeah. to hold it vertical, then I had yep. to turn it upside down, then I had to sit mm-hmm. on my head. I like artists <laughs> taking taking different things, but this was kind of jarring. Did yeah, you- it's, it, there's too much. What? Well, not there's not white space. It's black space in this side because yeah, the pages are black. It's just like too many. Like there's very few caption. You know, you know narration. You know caption. You know boxes in this thing. And it's just know- like. I just it it doesn't it doesn't flow well, mm-hmm. um, and I think part of it is the inks. And yeah, it just the- you know he did a lot better work on Renew Your Vows. Oh yeah, a lot better work. This is mm-hmm. far and away his, not his best work. Right. So I, yeah. This is this is this is I, looks like it's still kind of like it's still in the draft stages a little bit. You can almost yeah, like well, kind of see the pencil lines in this it, thing. It, it 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 feels like Kubert needs an inker. Mm-hmm. Because it says artist is Adam Kubert with Jason Keith doing the colors. Yeah, like maybe if 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 Kubert was not doing his own inks, yeah, a good strong inker like an Al Milgram type. Mm-hmm. Al Milgram's gone, but you know what I mean, like like right. that type of an inker or Scott Hanna mm-hmm. uh, doing his art, doing the inks on this. I think it would look a lot better. It's just right. see the the it, the inks are really hurting. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Hey, JR, we have heard from you about a con. What's some, you, you gave it like a C, I think. Yeah, you know, I uh, you know, I, I, I have to admit, I'm getting tired of Gwen Stacy. <laughs> you know, yeah. just, you know, alternate Gwen. I, I, you There's know, a lot people, of Gwen Stacy's running around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, that Emma Stone movie. And you know Gwen, you know, and, and you know Peter's a, uh, you know Peter is just a weak little wuss now, and I, I, you know, and Gwen's the strong one, and I don't like that, you know, and and like I said, you know, we had Gwen, you know, in Clone Conspiracy. Remember that? How big of a role she played in that? Yeah. Um, it just, you know, I, I'm really getting tired of that character. Um, she just she's worm food for a reason. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we're trying to make Gwen a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mm-hmm. get this obsession with Gwyn uh, Saint Virgin. Emma Stone. Uh, uh, no, it's not even. We're we're well past the Emma Stone. Story. Emma Stone. No, no. People love that character, and Spider Gwen, etc. I, I just think that that this character, 
I, I, I hate to go into the conspiracy theory route. <laughs> I really do because well, I think you some, are. Some, <laughs> I'm about to. Yeah. Are I, we doing the JFK K and the grassy knoll? The no, Texas thing? No, but no, 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 no. When Stacy's behind the grassy knoll? No, no, no. <laughs> um, you know, there's been this belief that there is an agenda against Mary Jane. Mary Jane. Um. Yeah. And things like this make it seem like that. You know, it was cute the first couple of times. I get it. But really, JR has nailed it on the head. You go back to read, it had to be you, Mary Jane. Why did it have to be you, Mary Jane? Mm-hmm. These articles on SpideyKicksButt.com celebrating its 20th anniversary. <laughs> Next Thanks month. Plug. Mm-hmm. He's, he's now plugging everyone. You are a plumber. <laughs> Hey, by the way, uh, 20th anniversary of Spidey-Dude.com is this month. In fact, it is next week. Very good. Congra- happy anniversary. Thank you, yep. sir. And in uh, August, August 8th. August 8th, it will be you, sir. The crawl space turns 20. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Wow. So Built on GeoCities while I was <laughs> oh, in college gosh. on dial-up. <laughs> yep. Dang. With, with an IBM Aptiva 1.5. Uh, big hard drive, 16 megabytes of RAM computer. Oh gosh, dang. that yeah. was what the crawl space was was built on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, megabytes, not gigabytes. Exactly, yeah. megabytes. Um, so, again, <laughs> real quick, Nintendo handheld said, "You're a plumber with a hoodie." <laughs> <laughs> a hoodie would not be effective uh, effective clothing for for being a plumber. You'd have to show a little butt crack, yeah. <laughs> Talk to us about the Kim Trail setup. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> funny. That's funny. Well, okay, I, um, here's the thing. I think Mary Jane Watson is, uh, you know, she's she's being marginalized for this Gwen Stacy global conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I However, to- I do like having a second Spider Book. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah. is. It is. It is refreshing to have yeah. to have Spec back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I at least I it- continue it. And at least it's kind of slightly taken a different tack to it. But again, yeah. I think as I agree with the consensus thing, it is taking a little bit. It's taking too much of this time with this mega arc yeah. with this yeah. whole yeah. time travel. Can we talk about next it's, month's cover for a second? Because it, since it's since it's next month's cover, it's the one with Gwen Stacy and the gun. Like, oh, yeah, it, it's just uh-huh. ugh. Like, why uh, super sexy Gwen Stacy with a big mm. 1990s cable-like gun? And then we got, like, this random shadow in the background that's like, We're, we can do it! Yeah. Rosie the Riveter! And, like, that doesn't even look like spider It's just like, that's not Spider-Man's... Gwen the Giver, yeah. Yeah, it's like... Uh, yeah. I think it's supposed to be the shadow of Spider-Man, but it doesn't even look like that. It just, no. Any other mm-hmm. thoughts on this book? I think it's about time to wrap her up. I, mm-hmm. Okay. If you're a completist, pick it up. It's not essential reading. It's yeah. not a bad story. Yeah. It's not a bad story. It's just like, yeah, but it's like, yeah. yeah. Real quick yeah. before I go, Mark Alford, Mark, Dark Mark on our front page, and Neil wrote great reviews of Amazing 800. Uh, in Mark's uh, review, he had a poll of what grades our crawl spacers would uh, rate number 800. So it looks like 57. Also, people recorded short little 90 second videos, which were like short little reviews, which is that's crazy to review a 80 page book in 90 seconds. So uh, but the, on the polls, uh, 57 crawl spacers logged in and they uh, for F's, 
Nine people gave the book an F. Uh, Five people gave it a D. Six people gave it a C. Uh, 17 people gave it a B. And 20 people gave it an A. Hmm. So uh, that's a pretty good sampling. Us giving it higher grades and uh, the the poll gave it higher grades. So, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, based on stuff I've seen from people. So negative. Yeah, <laughs> based on certain things I've seen from various various reviews about this thing. I mean, there are some very there are some people that think it's really great. Some people don't think it's not like you know it's it is varied. It's not like it's um, but yeah, it's kind of it's diverse in terms of like how they rated it and you know yeah like that so yeah all right let's do final thoughts youtubers i will read your final thoughts after i'm done with these three so final thoughts jr what's your final thoughts sir <sighs> oh cody that was pretty right well Ooh. you know that was uh it, it was a long build up to this yeah it had a fairly satisfactory satisfying payoff but frankly i'm i'm glad it's over and uh i'm i'm glad that slots run is about over too it's it's time yeah. to move on to something yeah. else mm-hmm. it's it's time to promposal someone else oh god again. okay uh mike final thoughts well uh, since George could not join the podcast because he, out of principle, um, he did not want to spend ten dollars for his uh, thing. Conveniently died. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. And um, well, no, I salute him because he's definitely yeah. got a man who sticks up, who says what he said. He says he's not going to he pay ten bucks. Yeah, he meant what he said. He he stood by. He stood his ground and. Here's to George. That, yeah, that's the rarity of him. So I agree. He's I'm not toasting them. <laughs> you what? No. no, I will not toast to George. Why? Oh, he's your Texas brother. <laughs> because there's. Never mind. Oh my gosh, you need to hug it out. Just don't uh, wear a hoodie. He'll kill other, you. There was other ways to procure the issue. A friend could have loaned it to him. I would have loaned it to him. Yeah. Yeah, but technically, yeah, but at this point, he yeah, would have but- to buy it. <laughs> he could have burned steel that as JR loves exactly. to do. Exactly. Okay, Zach, final mm. thoughts. What's your final thoughts My before final we thought uh, is, before you promposal someone this weekend? Yeah. My final thought is go to spidey-dude.com this month. Uh we are obviously have our celebrate we're starting our 20th anniversary celebration. We'll be doing it throughout the next year. But we have a new show on the Spidey Dude Radio Network called it may be one that you might be familiar with. It's new to us. It's not a new show, but it's not. It's new to us. Called Amazing Spider-Man Classics. Uh, they ASM Classics had you know, gone away. It wasn't on iTunes anymore. And so SpideyDude.com is the now official home for Amazing Spider-Man Classics. You can also check out our other three shows, including Clone Saga Chronicles, the one that I'm hosting. And Zach says I need to pimp social media more. So yes. I'm I'm going to do that right now. I should probably do it at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. But if you want and, to. Fo- and- and at the end, if you want to follow us uh, on social media, because currently the website's down, you guys took it down. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you loved us so much. The web host said, no, no more. No uh, <laughs> no no so uh, as we record this, the website is currently in timeout with my web host. Um, Facebook, if you want to follow this uh, crawlspace on Facebook, facebook.com slash Spider-Man crawlspace, all one word. Also on Twitter's Twitter.com slash crawlspace101. 
If you want to subscribe to our YouTube channel, you can see and get an email every time we're live. It looks like 39, I just gained a viewer, 40 people are watching us as we record this right now. Go to youtube.com slash Spider-Man Crawlspace, and you will uh, follow us there. And Be sure to click not only the subscribe button, but also the little bell button to get those notifications. There you go. You could follow us all that way. Gang, YouTubers, I promised I would read some of your final thoughts, and I will do that right now before we put a bow on this episode. Uh, help me, gang. What do we see in the YouTube chat? Um, Let's see. Girl, if AM, if Amazing Spider-Man 1000 <laughs> doesn't address us a one more day, expect Marvel to start licensing comics instead of public, publishing the, themselves. Mm. The comics, the business model of comics is going by the way of the dinosaur. And he says, good podcast. He says, well, that's Ooh. an interesting thing. Um, yes, Horn is that for the return. Yep. There you go. Oh, you know what I, I meant to do, and I don't want to I don't want to end the show without doing this. Mentally, I want you three to mm-hmm. to list your anniversary issues from best to worst. So, so here Does it have to include Amazing Spider-Man. No, no, no. It, it's all Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing okay, yeah, Spider-Man 100, yeah. 200, 300, 400, 500, oh, 600. So everybody write them down and okay. we, we will I will we'll read them together. So I'm going okay. to do it right now. All right. Hold on. Okay. So let's see. Okay. Hey, I've got mine. Fuck. Mine Where do I put 500? Okay. I'll put it there. Wait a minute. Hold on. Where do I put 800? Okay. All right. Okay. I have my list. Who would like to go first? I got it. Okay, Zach, read your list. Your favorite Amazing Spider-Man anniversary issue and your least favorite. So name them in order. In order. Favorite first. Favorite being ASM 400. Okay. Not just because it's the Clone Saga, but because it was a really well done issue. Uh, ASM 200. ASM 100. ASM 300. Uh, ASM 500 is my fifth. Sixth is 800. Seventh is 700. And eighth is 600. Okay. Who would Actually, like to go- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Flip those last two. Okay. Who would like to go next? Um, I will. Okay. okay go so ahead. Uh, my number one was Amazing Spider-Man 400. Uh, okay. Second is 200. Third is 300. Four is 500. Five is 100, six is 600, seven is 800, and eight is 700. <laughs> eight, eight is seventh, right? Or yeah. last. Eight, yeah. 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 Last, I, last. I had quite okay. a hectic time with that. Yeah, th- so this is your least favorite of, of 50 years of anniversary issues? <laughs> no, no, no. The 800 is actually slightly better than 700. Oh, 700 is your last one? 700 is my last one. Okay, because got it. Died like a chump. Even though, yeah, we all knew he was going to come back, he still died like a chump. Yeah. Um, for, you know, Doc Ock. But- JR, you want to go first? You want to hear mine first? Uh, I'll go ahead and go. Okay, uh, let's hear. I, I tell you, I'd have to... This is just really quick. I keep, in fact, I keep changing orders all the time yeah. here. So, uh, the first one, uh, number two hundred. Uh, 
I, I just felt that was a perfect anniversary issue. Spider-Man said, settles his oldest score, you know, but anyway, yeah. uh, 400 was a, was a great story until it got retconned. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. You, you know, ultimately, you know, ultimately I like this issue. I put 800 as number three. Wow. Uh, wow. 700. Well, it, Again, seven hundred. Look at the competition. Seven hundred is number four. I just kind of like that. I, again, it's a the the whole starting off the superior you, you think thing. Eight hundred is better than three hundred. Have you have you ever not listened to me talk <laughs> I, about I, issue three hundred? I, I know. Okay, go ahead. Go I ahead. Have not heard me talk about. It. I like uh, <laughs> I liked issue six hundred. I just remember because I just felt we got our money's worth from it. Right. Um, I didn't like five hundred. I mean, and that's that's pretty well I, I didn't care for that obviously i didn't care for 300 and 100 i, I i've got 100 at the very bottom of the list i think it's just wow. the most mundane well you know does they get the then they get the the six arms which is yeah. stupid yeah. which is utterly <laughs> effing stupid <laughs> <laughs> one of this okay so anyway the complete opposite of jr i'll go now uh, 300, 300 <laughs> is my favorite of oh, the anniversary issues. No. Of course. 300, Todd McFarlane, oh. the black suits wrapped up because I love Secret Wars. Venom is one of the best introductions of a new villain. And it went downhill from there. From there. I, I don't disagree <laughs> with that, but he had one of the best introductions of Spider-Man villains of all time. So 300 is my number one. 200 is my second one. I love the, the burglar story mm-hmm. with everything what JR said. 200 is a classic for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, 400 is my third favorite. I like the Aunt May knowing scene, even though the impact of that story was taken away from Way, J.M.D. Yeah. Mateus. It's got uh, Saga stuff in it, but oh well. 100 <laughs> is just a classic. I'm wearing the cover on my on my chest right here. This is uh, I love 100. I like the six-armed Spider-Man. I thought that was cool. Uh, what would he have to do if he lived his whole life having to hide those arms, Jr. That that was classic. That was well, it was Gil Kane, wasn't it? Not Romita. Yeah, um, but it was a what if story. I mean, they already had yeah. a what if story. That was the whole Morbius is eaten by sharks thing. I know. <laughs> I know. Okay, so number hundred is my fourth favorite. Uh, Seven hundred comes next. Mm, with okay, with sadly, it's a slot story. Okay. And then <laughs> well, I, 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 I kind of liked Spider-Man dying with that one. I don't know. Uh, yeah, 800 yeah. is next after 700. Uh, 500, I'm having trouble remembering what the story was. Hence That's, why it's slow. That's when he went back, where Spider-Man went back, and where he was, North Modern was invading, and he goes back in time. Well, he who sees was invading? His, Dormammu. Uh, Dormammu. And the uh, it's a Doctor one. Strange villain. Yeah, it, it was also trying That's to set up a Doctor Strange miniseries. You don't set up a miniseries in an anniversary yeah, yeah, issue. Yeah, but they, they never even bothered to complete it either. So well, That's why thing. it's so low. Supposedly, it was a celebration of all the previous 500 issues. Five, five issues. Yeah. <laughs> it did have that fantastic splash cover by John Romita Jr. It, it did. That it, was actually a very so, good splash. And yeah, 600 is when Doc Ock died? No, yeah. 600 was the one where Aunt May and Jay Jameson got married. Okay, that's my least favorite. Yeah, that was that's, the wedding that's thing. That's my least was like, favorite. Yeah, know <laughs> that was, that was the one where Mary, Jane, like, like uh, poor John Romita Jr. was, like, drawing, like, doing pencils, like, yeah. two weeks before the issue came out. 
Yeah, and that was and that was by the way that was the, that was the day that JJ that basically Jay Jameson's numbers was number was you know days were numbered yeah. because anyone who marries Aunt May after yeah. Uncle Ben she, she, is pretty she's much late, she's <laughs> the Parker Lady Death. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm glad we got that list out because I want I I had forgot to write that down and I wanted to hear everyone's list. Mm-hmm. Okay, everybody, thank you for watching and yep. a long episode, but it was an anniversary one, so I'm glad that you guys stuck around. Yeah.